Hey guys, welcome to the show. If you haven't heard already, it's probably because you don't follow us on social media yet, but we're on Apple Podcasts now, along with other popular platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Exciting news. We're going to be doing a giveaway to celebrate the start of our podcast. We're going to be giving away a $25 gift card to any restaurant of your choice once we hit 250 listens. To enter to win, you must do four simple things. Be following our Twitter or Instagram accounts, or both, at at sports913pod. You must subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, and leave a review for us. We're doing this for our entertainment, but also for your knowledge, so help us get better at it. And then the last thing is send us an email to sportsinthe913podcast at gmail.com with your social media handle where you followed us showing a screenshot that you subscribe to our podcast and that you left us a review. We will be announcing the winner at random on an Instagram live stream after we hit the 250 listens mark, so make sure that you are staying tuned into our social media pages. Now let's get into the show. The game is over, and the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's Yo, welcome back. This is episode four and your second episode this week of Sports in the 913. This is Dalton with my co-hosts here, David and Luke. Let's get into it, guys. Excited to be back for episode two this week. You know what I'm not excited about? How bad this football game is right now. I hear that, but Rippin looks better than we gave him credit for, and probably everybody else in this entire world. I mean, don't you think the Jets could make any quarterback look good? Not when they had Jamal Adams, but RIP <laughs> to that move. Rip. <laughs> yeah, rip. Thanks, Adam Gase. I just want to know what the Thursday night people had to do to piss off the NFL to have them give them these games. Like even like last week was exciting because they had fantasy players, but still that's not like a good game to like watch. Like, I just don't know what they did to piss the NFL off to give them these terrible games. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, you start off the season with a fire Thursday night game with the chiefs and the Texans, and then you get Miami Jacksonville and, the 0-3 Denver Broncos with their third-string quarterback and the 0-3 New York Jets with arguably the same talent of first-string quarterback. But wow, David's just spitting fire already. At least, yeah. la- at least last week they had the marketing <laughs> ability to use the, the beard versus the stash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this week it's what? QB bum versus... Ah, another QB, QB bum. bummer. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, oh, I it's, just don't know. It's the third string quarterback versus the guy who sees ghosts. <laughs> the Man. battle of the teams that want to draft a quarterback next year. Do you think that the Broncos would take Trevor Lawrence if they got the first pick? That's the stupidest question I think you've ever asked. Yes. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's but like, I mean, you can even like your quarterback, but like it's that that it's just like 
Drew Locke's like what tops out as like a mid-level NFL quarterback. The way they talk about Lawrence that's, is like he's like the just... best quarterback since like uh, Luck coming out. Like he's supposed to be generational. Yeah, but they also thought Jamarcus Russell was a good quarterback coming no. out of college. Too. They not they didn't talk about him as a freshman coming out. They've had said Lawrence would be the number one pick for the last two years. Like yeah, he was supposed to be over Kyler. They would have picked over Kyler. Like it's crazy. They love this guy. Imagine if the Cardinals had Kyler or uh, Lawrence instead of Kyler with DeAndre Hopkins. They'd be the all-hair team. The all-hair team. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, let's get into it. Let's do this. Should we talk about the sad um, state that the U.S. is in and talk about how we are the world of COVID is interrupting football for a little bit before we get into our fantasy takes? Yeah, it finally happened. Somebody in the Titans' locker room just decided to probably go out and party and uh, probably didn't wear a mask is my my guess. But uh, they had another positive test pop up today. So I think it's like four or five players with like five five staffers or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, RIP to this week for the Titans and Steelers players. I love to see it. I don't have hardly any stock in these players at all, uh, especially James Conner, that bum. But <laughs> I got yeah, to take my shots where I can get them. Uh, a thin running back core just got thinner because we lost Henry and Conner. So week four is a preview of the bye weeks already. <laughs> yeah. You know what's really funny? Uh, a guy, A guy in our league – Uh, For those of you who don't know, his name is Sam. He drafted arguably the probably the best group of running backs in our league. He had um, James Conner. He has Derrick Henry. He has Chris Carson. He has Raheem Mostert. Poor dude. And none of them are going to play this week. (laughs) Yes. He has arguably four top 25 running backs and all four of them are going to be watching the, watching the football game instead of playing in it. So that's crazy. Yeah. Talk about, talk about unfortunate events. And that's our, uh, that's our sleeper league, not our 14 man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's our 12 man league. Yeah, I, I'm glad, like kind of like you said, Dalton, I'm glad I have a little stock in either of these teams. I have Jono Smith, and that's it, which I was a little bit more sad to re- have to replace him than I thought I was going to be. But the Titans in the 14-man league are rough. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not great. I, I ended up picking up Gronk because I think he might have a decent week this week after maybe some good performance last week. But we'll see. I'm kind of just praying that he falls into the end zone with the ball. I can it's work. Like, it's like I said earlier today to you guys. I mean, I was looking at the waiver wire. I was looking at people's rosters in our 14-team league. And everything is just so ugly. I mean, we knew that already. But I'm like I said, I, I'm sitting there trying to brainstorm trades since I still am trying to recover from the Saquon injury. And I'm just looking at people's rosters, and I'm like, this guy's not going to trade with me. He's not going to give up running backs. This guy's not going to do anything. Nobody wants to trade. I, I have understand a question. it, but nobody is going to want to trade. As someone yeah. shopping a running back right now, 
I have three or four offers, and this will obviously kind of give away some of the names of the people I've been talking to. If you are trading one of my, I currently have Mixon, Carson, and Montgomery. And the three big names I have coming back to me are Lamar, Mahomes, and Galladay. So in a 14-team league, how would you guys rate those assets? Like, what would be most interesting to you? Um, I mean, if I had to pick from those three. Well, since I those mean, are the three I, I gave you, I would recommend uh, yeah. it. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> pick those three in terms of what I would want back for a potential running back one. But if I had to pick from one of those three, I'd probably go Lamar if my QB is lacking. But I, Galladay is just such a nice addition if you're lacking in wide receiver, which I know that's what you said you wanted in return. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm tired of watching nobody do anything in that league. So I'm hoping that if I trade, more people will begin to trade because there's so many bad teams in that league. I don't understand why people aren't trying to fix things. Like I know I don't like, it just baffles me. I don't know. Like it just, I, I talked to some of them and they're just like, well, you know, I'm just going to – I'll just trot out Golden Tate in my wide receiver two spot. I'm just okay with it. I'm just like, why? Try to fix it. I don't get it. It just enlight- – like, it enlightens the league to me, like, <laughs> to see that nobody wants to make these trades and there's so many injuries that have happened already or at least even talk. You know, it's one thing to, like, throw an offer out there and then get a counter. Like, I, I want a counter. Like, I, I'm not expecting somebody to all, always take my first offer. I mean, that's just not how it works. It's, it's negotiating. We know this. But for to th- nothing is more frustrating to me than to throw an offer out there, a feeler, you w- if you will, and then they just reject it. N- nothing back. No message back. No nothing. I'll take a smart-ass comment, to be honest with you, <laughs> instead, instead of just rejecting <laughs> it and saying nothing. Like, it, for me, I'm like, did we really get the most competitive people we could have got in this league? Because this is questionable to me. So that's where my frustration stems from. I think you're right. I'm in a a high money league for me this year. And there, I just went back and looked. And we've had nine trades so far this season. And it just, like, it just opens your eyes when you are with (laughs) 11 other people that are all, like, invested in trying to win money. Like, the level of competitiveness and maybe the lack thereof of what I thought was a competitive league previously, but that's yeah. a different talk. That's a different talk for a different time. But if you're listening to this, you're probably halfway competitive. So my goal for you would be to try to get into leagues with more competitive people. Cause fantasy football is just more fun. Like sure. It's fun to beat your like mother-in-law and your uncle and your buddy that doesn't understand and rip them off blind in trades, but it's, it's more fun to actually beat people, you know, that are actually trying. Um, I, I, I would recommend anybody out there to um, try to get into a more competitive league. Yeah. And it looks like yeah. we're going to have some openings next year. So if you guys want to join in, shoot <laughs> us a message because not impressed so far. But on that note, let's jump into some trade targets. What are some guys that you think you can buy low on right now or you'd be interested in buying low? Some guys you can buy low in and you're just like, I don't want to buy low. Like, he sucks. But, um, uh, David, why don't you give us a couple of guys that you think are interesting that you would kind of want to throw out some feelers for? Um, my number one obvious answer is Joe Mixon. 
through three weeks, he has left a lot to be desired on the field. And as a Joe Mixon owner, the three of us, I believe that we also have felt the other end of that. So I know what it's like for other Joe Mixon owners out there. I'm sure they're not pleased. So I would say that you could probably go out and get him for a lot cheaper than what what he's actually going to be worth by the end of the season. Yeah, because they have that frustration attached. For example, yeah, absolutely. I own Joe Mixon in a league. I literally just declined the trade before we jumped on. The guy offered me Todd Gurley and um, Michael Gallup, and I was kind of offended and I hit decline. It's funny. I was kind of gonna. I was probably thinking about offering you a trade just like that with Gurley. I have no desire to own Gurley, so do not offer me Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, here's a question: Would you trade Joe Mixon for James Robinson? I want Joe Mixon more than I want James Robinson. Okay, so you're still valuing him probably the top 18 ish. Yeah, I, well, I, I'm the wrong guy to ask on James Robinson. I'm a sell high. I've told everybody that I know that owns James Robinson to sell high. I just, I think we saw the highest high of him on national TV, and then it's going to go back to like 16 for 64 and two catches, and they're not going to score a whole lot. So um, I think James Robinson is like a flex in like a 12-team league, which is fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. But Joe Mixon like has like low-end running back one upside. So to me, those are like you'd have to put in like a wide receiver of decent value to make those equal in my mind just because I'm not a big James Robinson guy. But I know there's other people that are really high on James Robinson. So that might be interesting to them. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Might have to dabble into that. But um, what about you, Dalton? Any wide receivers that you're interested in uh, trying to buy low on? Oh, as painful as it is right now, I mean, I know I own DJ Moore in a couple of leagues, but I, that would be somebody I would target in the leagues I don't have him in just because, you know, there's a little bit of bias. You know, he's a my guy for me this year, and I'm a Panthers fan as well, but – I think he's been very disappointing right now for a lot of people, me personally as well. And I know a lot of people are getting very scared and panicked with the Robbie Anderson situation. Um, So I think you could definitely buy lower on DJ Moore. There's there's still going to be people that are definitely using his name value and what he could absolutely be and finish as. Um, So, you know, you might have not, might not have as much luck as you think you could by pulling that trade off, but that's somebody I think you could definitely maybe swindle a few people here and there with. Um, no, I, I think, think that's, that's the good... biggest name that comes to mind for me. And then maybe Julio, honestly. Um, it's scary with his his injury situation. They're not sure what that looks like and how long it's going to be, but I know I talked about it in our last episode. Um, that's somebody I think I would try and trade low for as well. Again, it's going to be harder because of the name value. I know I tried in one of my leagues to try and get Julio. Uh, I can't remember what the offer was. I swung him, but I swung him, I think, two or uh, three guys that were all healthy and playing pretty well. I think Monty might have been one of them, David Montgomery, and he needs a running back, um, and he was not having it at all. He immediately declined it, and I tried to swing it as like, hey, man, I, you know, I try to try to throw you a bone here, take, take an injured Julio off your hands, but all right, dude. 
<laughs> no, I think but, those are yeah. both good names. Um, yeah. DJ Moore, I think, because I think sometimes when you trade with people, they have that value that they drafted them with. And with Julio and with Mixon, you had to put a top, I don't know, what? 15. Right. Pick. And so they – they ha- like they can't trade him for someone bad, not bad, but low value because right. they're going to be bad if they can't get their number one or two pick to provide. So mm-hmm. I can see that. And so that's why DJ Moore is interesting to me because he was going in like the third round, maybe in some less competitive leagues, the fourth round. And so those guys, there's people, those guys get moved all the time. So I think that was a really good name. Yeah. I like that one. I, I, I guess I'll pose this question to you, Dalton, since you own – I was going to mention Chris Godwin right now. Oh, that's a good Since name too. I like that. Yeah. Both of them in one league, which talk about a spoil of riches when they're all healthy, uh, along with Calvin Ridley. Yummy. Um, <laughs> right. What 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 would you look for in a, I mean uh, you drafted them obviously. What would you look for in a trade? What would be the lowest you'd be willing to go to get eat or to send to away, send away one of guys? Them? I it, it, see. That's a tough question for me personally right now because my team in that league is really good. I mean, they look great on paper and they've looked really good through two and two weeks. That third week was rough, but regardless, that was probably as worse as my you know the worst my team could have played. And it, I'm not mad about it. It's just it's right. going to happen. It's fantasy. Um, so for me. Personally, I feel like I'm in a place where I can hold on to Chris Godwin, even though he's hurt right now, because my team is still so deep in that league. Um, but to answer your question, to get rid of Chris Godwin, I think in that league, I would want, I mean, some people are going to view him as a, at the beginning, a high wide receiver one, but right now he would be a lower wide receiver one, higher wide receiver two. Um, and I would probably, I would probably want a running back in that situation um, mm-hmm. just just because running backs are right. always hard to come across anyways, the depth. Um, I don't know. I, honestly, you in that league, you probably could talk me into a James Robinson type of guy or something like that. And the only reason why I say that is because he's healthy right now. He's getting the reps. And Chris Godwin has struggled with injury so far in the season. So, yeah. you know, maybe I take that gamble, take James Robinson with the hype and the hot hand right now, and he, he's got that backfield on lock, it seems, um, and just, I guess, get rid of that risk factor that Chris Godwin holds right now with his injury. No, that's so, good. I will yeah, say one yeah. tip to our listeners on trades. Try to target teams that are like, one and two or oh and three absolutely because they're as frustrated as you are so like go get those guys those because they have to win because like what you have to be at least 500 to make the playoffs probably a little over so if they're oh and three or one and two they need to pull off a couple wins here sooner like their season's looking rough so those are the guys you need to target um because like like you just asked dalton he has godwin and he's two and one i mean I'll set him mm-hmm. on the bench for two weeks. Who cares? Yep. Let's work. He, right. Two and three. Like yep. whatever. Um, that, those are all. Those are really good names. I like those names. I have a couple names that I can just kind of rapid fire, and you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown coming off injury, I think, is an interesting name. Um, oh yeah. Uh, DJ Chark, I think, is a. That was my other. By Ishlo, you're not going to pay where he got drafted at because. 
it doesn't seem to be Jacksonville's number one. I think he will be, but you, I don't know if you want to pay for that risk. That kind of bakes in a lot of cost if you're buying him at that price. Um, I have Zach Ertz, and that's an interesting one because I think people value him fairly well with the Goddard injury on top, but I think that's how safe he's going to be with that Eagles offense being so discombobulated. I think he's like, not like the num. I think he's the number one option. Period. Not like the number one title. Like he's the number one option. There's no wide receivers to mess around with. So I think he's worth looking at. Um, and I also have Leonard Fournette. I just don't believe in Ronald Jones. And so if you can get Fournette on the cheap, I think he's worth an interesting dart throw. Yeah, I believe but he's like- gonna be out this week though. Yeah, there you go. That yeah. that was actually one of the reasons I brought him up. Maybe the yeah. Fournette owner's frustrated. Yeah. They probably aren't doing the greatest. They didn't draft him super high. Maybe you can get him on the cheap, and maybe by week eight you can play him. Yeah, not a bad idea. I, I just another name came to me that I think would be an, an also pretty solid wide receiver to target on the low, and that's Hollywood Brown right now. He's had a rough start so far just because Lamar's had a rough start. Yeah, um, And I know a lot of people are probably pretty frustrated with that right now, but he's the – I mean, first of all, he's going to be your – Tyreek Hill-esque player like he, it's going to be a boomer bust that's it there's really not going to be any in between so I know um ballers were talking about it a couple of days ago or yesterday or something like that um don't chase that dragon don't chase his points you're just gonna have to you know if you can get him get him low and just throw him in your flex every week because he's either gonna pop off yeah. or not and you don't want to try and sit there and guess the matchup game every no. day so yeah yeah I was gonna I was thinking about this. It was an interesting question uh, that I've thought about earlier today. With the COVID postponement of games, and we could potentially see more before the end of the or before the uh, trade deadline. Would you purposely go out to or and seek to trade for some of those players for the COVID players that are on? Yeah, that are. I mean, they're basically on their buy. Yeah like a Steelers or a Titans player this week. I think it's a great like idea. Both. I just don't think those guys are going to buy into it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. It's not a bad idea. Sometimes when you're working trades out with people in like week six or week seven, you can kind of target a guy who's already had his buy for a guy that has a buy coming up and they don't really think about it. That's all, always a good thing to think about like when you're in the middle of the season. Oh, can I get a guy that's already been on a buy? How much does that worth? So, um, Right. Nice yes, tip. less by weeks yeah. the better. Nice little tip and trick. But do you should we start talking about some games and some guys we're interested in and try to yeah, let's do some, it. some let's do tips it. and tricks? Um let's start off. We'll just we'll just go down the ESPN list. Let's start off with the Cardinals and the Panthers. Um what are some guys that you guys think are I'll just list off the locks and you guys can tell me some guys you think are possible plays where you guys view them, yada, yada, yada. If you own Murray, you're starting him. Hopkins, of course. I think Drake, you have to start. You drafted him in the first or second round. He hasn't been that bad. You're going to fire him up. And I think Mike Davis, which may sound weird to add to this list, but after his workload for the after CMC's injury and then last week, I think he's a lock too. Um, What do you guys think? Yeah, I think those are probably all. I mean, obviously the Murray and Hopkins; those are locks. I have Drake. I I think this is a great matchup for him. I think he could potentially run for 120 yards and a touchdown this week. That's what I'm really hoping for. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Mike Davis, he looks solid so far, so we'll see if they can keep it up. Well, I think that's good. What about you, Dalton? We kind of talked about DJ Moore. I didn't list that. Did that hurt you a little bit? Um, what do you think about the wide receivers out in Carolina? Uh, to be honest, I still think both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are both locks. Um, DJ Moore hasn't found the end zone yet, uh, but he's still getting solid volume. I mean, it's not the volume you would hope for, but that's – I don't know. It's kind of like a 50-50 thing. Like that's – some people kind of anticipated that happening with Robbie Anderson coming in. I was not one of them. I didn't think Robbie Anderson was going to take that many targets away from him, but he has. Uh, it seems like Robbie Anderson – it might have been you that said it, uh, today or recently that, you know, it's kind of like the Julio-Calvin Ridley situation. Robbie Anderson kind of seems like Calvin Ridley getting all the touchdowns and <laughs> DJ Moore seems like Julio. Just not, yeah, he be the yardage guy. Just getting the yardage and not falling into the end zone, man, which is upsetting. But, you know, it is what it is, man. All, all you want is one week or a few weeks for DJ Moore to find the end zone, and, and you're going to see the production there. So I think both those guys are still a lock. Uh, again, I don't think DJ Moore owners should panic too much yet, but if it does continue for probably two more weeks, I myself would be panicking, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I yep. agree, Mike Davis is an absolute star. I, I think most people who have him are gonna are obviously the ones who had CMC, so you, you're pretty much locked in there. But that's yeah. what I got to say. I think those are all good. Um, let's move yeah. on to the Ravens versus the football team that hangs out in Washington. Um, uh, David, what do you, why don't you run us through? What do you guys think of this game? What do you got? Uh, you're obviously starting Lamar. You're obviously starting Mark Andrews. To me, those are the only two certain locks that I think I would be, I mean, I would definitely be confident rolling both of those guys out. Um, Terry McLaurin is another good name to bring up here because he's obviously the best option on the entire Washington offense and he's pretty much the only guy worth owning at this point this week or playing this week I guess on that Washington t- wide receiver core you could argue that Gibson might be worth a flyer and a flex position but not confident about him um, Terry's going to be the one with the targets but Obviously, he's going up against a really good group of cornerbacks, so that might even be tough sledding. But um, I don't personally trust anyone of the Baltimore running backs this week or going forward until they decide to stop being like Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's those are my thoughts. What about you? Uh, I think I agree with David for the most part, aside from, like, one thing. I think, uh, like I said before, Hollywood is a lock. Again, I don't think you're picking matchups with Hollywood unless you're in a deep league. Um, Or not deep league, sorry, unless you're you're deep at wide receiver. Sorry, what I meant to say. Um, I think he's a lock and Lamar's a lock. But other than that, I I wouldn't want to start Terry this week, honestly, against that uh, cornerback, backfield, the D-backs there. And then I... I agree with David. I don't want to start any of those running backs right now. Um, I think I have a different view on this game than both of you. I think it's going to get ugly real fast. And so I'm willing to start Ingram. I think I'm willing to start Dobbins. 
And as a result, I think I'm willing to play McLaurin and Gibson because I think Baltimore is going to be up big and Washington's going to have to try to come from behind, so they're going to have to throw. So I think Gibson could have like a five, six target game coming out of the backfield. I think he'll have solid flex appeal. I think Ingram and Dobbins might fall in the end zone because the Ravens are going to move the ball like crazy on this team. Um, so, yeah, I'm willing to probably fire up anybody that you own on these two teams fairly confidently, I think, this week. Yeah, it's funny that I, I'm not confident in playing Gibson or Dobbins, but I'm playing both of them this week <laughs> most likely on the same team because I have to almost. Um, but – like I said, I'm not confident about it, <laughs> but like what you said is it's very true. Like, I mean, Gibson off obviously showed that he's the best running back on that team. And I think Dobbins is also the best running back on Baltimore. Um, he's obviously not gotten the target share or the, the mm-hmm. carries to prove that he should be the workhorse, but he is awesome. Um, I think I think you're right. I think Ingram could be kind of game scripted out of it to where they don't need him, so they might just play backups in the second half, maybe in the second quarter, depending on how bad the game gets. Especially but, if Chase Young is out. Yeah, we'll that see. can be gross. Um, yeah. Yeah, it could be really what's bad. Let's zip a little faster. Um, Dalton, what do you think about the Browns-Cowboys game? What do you got going on in that matchup? Oh, uh, I believe Hunt has some kind of lingering injury. Am I correct on that? I think I saw that today. No, oh, yeah. He was yeah, out of practice. Correct. That's a little little scary, so yeah. I would monitor that situation. Hunt owners, I know I am a Hunt owner. I think only in one league. Um, if he's healthy, I still probably play him. I think I have to play him in my league in particular. Uh, but I think Chubb, Hunt, if he's good to go, keep an eye on that. You play them. Odell, you got to fire him up, man. I mean, I know it's painful sometimes, but – <laughs> you just got to do it. You got to play and you got to, you got to lower your expectations of Odell. I think right now, um, I know he came out with a statement and said that, you know, he's just not the guy anymore or not anymore, but like on the Browns team, they're looking to give that ball to run that offense through Chubb and hunt. And then Odell's going to get obviously probably the primary targets as the wide receiver one there. Um, drop Baker. If you own him, drop him. Uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, What's the other side of the ball? Who who do we got? Who are they playing against? The Cowboys. 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 Oh, that's you know that's a you're that's starting a every lot. single yeah. one of them. Zeke, Dak, Cooper, Cooper. I guess you can start. You know, you're starting Gallup, mm. Ceedee Lamb. I probably am not starting yeah. personally, uh, and that's it. I'm not start. I'm, you're starting. I think you're starting I, Dalton Schultz too. If if you honestly. have him, and you know, in a deeper league, I if, guess. But there's better streaming options yeah. than Dalton Schultz. But if you yeah. don't need a if you don't have yeah. a better tight end, I think Dalton Schultz is good for probably six for sixty. That's he seems to be getting the targets. So I mean he, da- yeah, you can start him. Dak's thrown for for like three hundred and fifty yards each week. Yeah. It's gotta go somewhere. And I'm not I'm not starting either of those defenses. So No, I don't think either one of those defenses nope. are safe. Um, I'll take the Colts Bears no. game because you guys all know that I'm a Bears fan. I think you're gonna ro- you're gonna start Robinson and Montgomery, and I can't imagine starting anybody else. You might start Jimmy Graham if you're in a spot where you're considering starting Dalton Schultz. I think Jimmy Graham is worth a tight end stream. Um, yeah. I think you're hoping for a touchdown, uh, but um, 
other than that, I'm not real sure. On the Colts side, um, you're obviously starting Taylor. That's easy. And I think that's where the locks end in this game. I mean, Hilton hasn't been great. The Bears' yeah. pass defense has been okay. Um, I don't think it's going to be a shootout, so I would stay away from Hines. And if you're in a deep league and you need a flex, Anthony Miller might find the end zone. But, again, you're hoping for a touchdown. I'm not real sure. We haven't seen a full game of Nick Foles. Maybe they air it out more. But you can't take that risk, I don't think, very confidently. You're not even, I don't even know if Anthony Miller is rosterable in, like, a 12-team league. But in a 14-team yeah. league with multiple flexes and three wide receivers, maybe. But I not with confidence. What do you guys yeah. think? Well, I have a question for you. I know I mentioned it last week uh, that I was a little concerned, but how? what are your thoughts on Cordell Patterson? Not as a start, but are you concerned about him, you know, digging into those uh, carries from David Montgomery, especially since Trey Cohen's out now? Do you have well, any worries? N- no, because Nagy does weird things, and he w- has always given up three or four rushing rushes to some weirdo anyway so now those are just going to go to Cordero Patterson I think Monty's still safe for 15 rushes um I'd be upset now if like if Cordero Patterson is starting to get some of the passing down work that would upset me as a Montgomery owner but I don't they don't seem to use him that way uh but you never know I mean Cordero Patterson is electric maybe they want to try to use him that way um yeah David you have any thoughts on this game or should we keep moving I yeah I think you David you want to take the Jags and the Bengals then yeah this is actually gonna get brought up later uh, again but um, my locks this game I think is going to stop at James Robinson for the Jaguars I think that's the only for sure player that you can have confidence in um, on the other side of the ball. You ha- I mean, you have to start Mixon. I don't think there's a world where you cannot start Mixon unless you're just, like, really yeah. blessed at running back. But um, I think you start Tyler Boyd. I think he's going to have a big week this week. I think that A.J. Green is starting to get phased out of that number one wide receiver role but still acts more of, like, a decoy, kind of like a Julio Jones for Calvin Ridley type comparison. Um, where Tyler Boyd is just better when Green's on the field. Yeah. I, th- I think it ends there. I think that Gardner is more uh, – I think he's more likely to be a starter on a fantasy team if Chark is in. Now, Chark is still getting limited practice, so that would be something I'd be concerned about. I I don't think Chark oh, wow. is going to play this week. I was seems definitely on the opposite side of that. If he's, That's I, it just it just seems unlikely with his injury. I still having limited or barely getting any practice today on a Thursday kind of makes me worried. But I don't know. We'll see. That's why I'm not an NFL coach. So, um, I think it ends there as far as players that I oh, yeah. would want to personally play. I think T. Higgins think? should be rostered in every league down to 12 team leagues. If you don't, I don't, I mean, you're not starting him, but I think he would jump into value if something happened to Green or Boyd. So I think he should be rostered. But I think you covered it well. You're starting Robinson. You have to start mixing begrudgingly. 
and you're going to start Boyd because he's getting the easy slot targets. Um, yeah. I, think that's I got cool. a good question for you guys since we're on uh, T. Higgins and Crowder playing right now. So I got the question posted to me earlier today, uh, and it was Crowder tonight, even though he's not 100%, Russell Gage, who's in concussion protocol, T. Higgins, or Larry Fitz in the flex this week? Who would you guys play? Um, I know my answer or what the answer I gave. But I, w- I, w- I would have went Crowder just because he's the only option. And with Gage in the concussion protocol, right. I mean, it's juicy if Julio doesn't play, but like you can't take that risk. And since Crowder's playing on Thursday night, you fire him up. And also, I would recommend, I don't know who you were talking to, if you have someone playing on Thursday night, never play them in your flex. Put them in a regular position, even if they're your fourth wide receiver, because then you have more flexible if something crazy happens with COVID. Just another FYI. You can tell who really plays fantasy football by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yep. that was my answer as well. I agree. That's what I told him. I said, yeah, even though he's not 100%, Crowder would be the guy I fire up. It's going to be ugly tonight. He's going to get the volume. It's just, that's just, you got you to gotta fire Crowder up in that situation. Yeah. Out of those four guys, Crowder's the only guy who's the number one target on their team mm-hmm. every single play. <laughs> Because the Jets are depleted of everything right now and have a 874 oh, year old touchdown. running back. Sorry to interrupt. And pick six. Yeah, oh, dang it. It wasn't, wasn't Frank Gore. <laughs> nah. The Brett Ripon experience is not going well. Um, let's All keep right. moving. Vikings, Texans, Dalton, why don't you take this away? What do you think? Oh, Cook. Thielen, DJ, and Watson. Um, those are for sure my locks. I think I probably even fire up Will Fuller. Um, I'm probably good on Cooks, Cobb, and Jefferson. Um, again, I mentioned last week, don't fire fire up Jefferson this week. Uh, I know it seems tempting to do ah! against the Texans. I know they've been struggling, but let let it you know just let it play out. See if he does it this week. If he does it this week, he did it last week. Then I would consider saying fire him up next week, uh, but sit on him for then. Uh, I think DJ, or sorry, not DJ, but I think uh, Deshaun Watson could pop off this game. I think this might be his best game this week. I mean, they're 0-3 right now. I don't think he wants to go 0-4. Vikings have looked terrible this year on defense. I think Deshaun is, you know, poised for a big week this week. So I definitely would start him if I had, if you guys have him. That's okay. all I got. No, I think that's good. I think Fuller's yeah. worth the flex start in a 12-team league. I think Cooks and Cobb may have value just because the Vikings secondary has been really bad. Mm. Um, You don't do that happily. I mean, Cooks has still been battling that injury. If you ever see that he comes off the injury report, I'd be more tempted to start him. But, um, yeah, Cooks and Cobb are more like 14-team, three-wide receiver league type starts. Like nothing like a 10-team league. You probably don't even want them on your rosters. Right. Um, right. David, you want to take us through the Chargers Bucks? Yeah. Um, this game, I think the, I think the Bucks actually have a pretty good defense. It's it's not one of those teams you all just think about that have a good defense right away. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, the Bears of like 2018 or 2019. Yeah, the Pats of last year. Exactly. I I, I think the Bucks are up there 
in deep in actual defensive talent. So it's kind of hard for me to know or kind of think like, is Austin Eckler going to get his normal, you know, 18 carries for 130 yards, or is he going to get like 18 carries for like 60 yards? Because they actually have a pretty good run defense. You have to start Eckler, obviously, but I think that's the only lock as far as a running a running sure. back goes in that game. I don't trust Ronald Jones because Tom Brady probably doesn't trust Ronald Jones. And if you, if Tom Brady doesn't trust you, you pretty much kiss your game talent or gameplay goodbye. Um, you're ha- you're starting Keenan Allen for sure. He with uh, Justin Herbert in there. He got 19 targets last week and I think 13 against the Chiefs. So you got to fire him up. Chris Godwin's out, so I think Mike Evans is going to have a good game. Um, I, I think you could yeah. play Scotty yeah. Miller if he's healthy. I think that's kind of where my wanting mm-hmm. to play players ends. Uh, Hunter Henry might be interesting, but then again, like it, it doesn't it doesn't give me the warm what fuzzies. About Herbert? Are you say. playing Herbert in a deep league? Maybe, and especially in a Q, or what, two QB league, you mm. playing Herbert? In a super yeah. flex league, probably. Um, but I would look yeah, especially for against the Bucks. I mean, usually in two QB leagues, you don't have a whole lot of choice. But no, you definitely don't. Um, I would start up right. Rojo if Fournette is out. I think he's safe um, because I think I would too. Ahead, and then they'll have to run the clock. Um, but I mean, if he if Fournette's in, it's just like rolling the dice because. Ronald Jones can miss a blitz pickup and then it's a Fournette day and then Fournette could fumble it and it could be back to be Ronald Jones. It's risky. But if Fournette's out, I, there's nowhere for them to turn to. I think he's probably safe. But I think – You know what? I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Luke. No, no go, go ahead. I was just saying David summed it up a lot pretty – Oh, pretty. I was just going to say, you know, like as I think about it more and more, I think, you know, if Fournette's healthy, there's no issue there. I think – I play Fournette every time over Rojo, you know, even if Rojo's healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I don't have Fournette. I, don't, I think maybe one league, and then I just don't really need him in that league. I just happen to have him. Um, but I think, like, you don't want to play really either one of these guys, like, right now at least, because there's no solidified role. I just think Fournette has the higher upside of falling into the end zone yeah. and, you know, breaking, getting the, the heavier touches, you know, the heavy workload. I think I fire up Fournette over Rojo every time if it you know if we know they're both gonna play. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where I'm at now. But I, I agree with you. I, I, well. I yeah. I would play I would play Rojo this week just because Fournette's out. I, I agree it's safe. Yeah, I like that. Um okay we got a little more interesting. Saints Lions. We have some fantasy options in here. Um I'll take this one to start off. I think the really the only locks are Camara and Galladay, especially if Michael Thomas is still out. Um, you're obviously starting Galladay up. He looked good coming back. He still wasn't 100%, got the volume. Um, Kamara, I don't even know if volume's the right word. He got everything, um, like passing, running, all of it. Um, and I think that's where it stops. I mean, you probably can start Stafford, but the Saints are not an easy defense to carve up. I mean, Rodgers made him look like that on Sunday night, but the Lions are not the Packers. Um Marvin Jones, 
if you think the Lions are going to score, he might get a touchdown. Hawkinson in a, I mean, tight end is tight end. If you have to start Hawkinson, you're starting Hawkinson. Emmanuel Sanders, gosh, I just that role has not developed like everyone thought it was going to. It's just I don't even know. And then Traquan Smith is honestly probably a sexier bench option than Sanders at this point. What do you guys think, David? Do you have any strong opinions? Um, I don't want to play either of those wide receivers. I think Traquan has higher upside because I think he is the one that's filling the quote-unquote Michael Thomas role. Now, we all know who filled that role last week, and that was Alvin Kamara. And right now, I really just don't trust Drew Brees yeah, that was my more than five yards. <laughs> so I think the only player you could possibly play that's not Kamara is going to be uh, Jarrett Cook, but he's hurt. So I don't think you're mm-hmm. playing him this week anyway. Could be a Latavius Murray sneaky if you're really hurting at running back and like you're like a CMC owner or whatever and you have to fire up a running back. Uh, Latavius Murray might be an interesting start because if the Saints get a lead, they're going to run. And you saw Murray had a bunch of touches last week running. I think that like deeply inter- interesting. That would I have that I have that choice actually this week like. Could should I play Latavius Murray, oh, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, um, or a wide Probably receiver? Probably wide receiver. In my flex, I would yeah, either a wide receiver depending on who you have. But I would I would play J.K. Dobbins over Murray for sure. Just because um, I think they're going to run a lot. Yeah, I I personally don't think Murray is that. The only way I play Murray, I guess, is just like you said, if you're a CNC owner and you weren't able to work a trade yet or a Saquon owner and not able to work a trade yet. That's the only way I'm playing Murray personally. I just don't think – I think his role has decreased and Kamara is getting all of that work mm-hmm. as opposed to the previous few seasons. I mean, he had 15 – he had 15 carries in week one and 12 last week. I just seems and they like were losing last week. Or it just it seems way less when you're like watching that. the game. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah. It, it just feel not like, like it's that. important when you watch. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I just want to follow up with you guys because I, I just don't know. Like, do you guys have Kamara in any leagues? No. Gosh, I wish no. I wish I did. I <laughs> really do. I've never owned him ever, and I, I have to change that next year. I have to. But I just wanted to touch on that. That's all I got. <laughs> Oh, we got a bunch of fantasy options coming up in this next one. Which one of you guys want to take it? Seahawks oh, versus the Dolphins. Let let David have it. He's he's a Metcalf truther. Ah, <laughs> D- uh, DK Metcalf, number oh. one in my heart. He's the he he's the lock. <laughs> a lock a lock for a fumble. <laughs> um, you're obviously playing DK and hot lock it, Mister um, Unlimited. He's just going to go bananas for about three quarters until they get a three touchdown lead and start running the ball. Um, you're going to play whatever mm-hmm. Seahawks running back is starting. We don't know whether or not Chris Carson is going to play. He did get in some practice today and yesterday, which is good news for Carson owners, not Ooh. good news for Carlos Hyde owners. Um, as somebody who did pick up Carlos Hyde, I'm really hoping for my sake 
and nothing against Chris Carson personally because I love him, but I hope he doesn't play this week because I am playing Dalton in both leagues. I'm really hoping to get two dubs. Um, You're playing Devontae Parker. I think he has an upside of top 12 wide receiver this week. And I think you're going to play Fitzmagic. You could, I mean, you could play Miles Gaskin. I think that has interesting upside to it because mm-hmm. he is getting the volume. Um, other players with sneaky upside, Gesicki, Preston Williams. I think that kind of yeah. leaves it at that. I, I don't feel confident playing either of them. Um, especially after Gesicki's performance last week of only one catch, albeit a touchdown, but nonetheless. Uh, yeah, kind of like we said this a hundred times, tight end that. is what it is. I mean, you yeah. probably aren't rostering a bunch of them if Gesicki's the guy you have. Cross your finger, clearly. A touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I think David covered it. Dalton, you have anything to add to that? I'm a little mm-hmm. higher on Gaskin, but not like you have to start him. No, I think and I think if anything, I'm a little higher on Gasicki. I'm still a believer. The guy gets targets. Last week he really didn't, but um he with that one he got the touchdown, so it could be worse, you know. So it's just that's all I have. I we we said it a hundred times. A tight end is just a tight end, man. You you're you're hoping they fall into the end zone and you're hoping they don't goof for you. That's about it. That's about it. Um okay. Giants Rams. Holy crap, that's a big line. Oh, um, you take this. I'm not – start. I don't want anything to do with the Giants. Just start the Rams. Uh, yeah. Don't even – I was going to say, don't yeah, I Giants. think you're starting up all of the Rams that you own. You're starting up Higby. You're starting up – I think Goff is a good stream play in like a 10-team league. Um, Woods, Cup, Daryl Henderson. Um, if you have to start a Giant, I mean, don't. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe Tater Slayton. Yeah, I mean, again, you're not touching their running back situation, especially against the Rams D line. Ingram is what it is at tight end, but even at that point, I think I'd be more interested in like Jimmy Graham as a waiver wire guy than him. Um, yeah, you start your Rams, you stay away from your Giants, and if you have a lot of Rams, you're probably happy so far this season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're you're hoping for another show out like last week with yep. you know Woods find the end zone and Cup find the end zone as well. So and just hopefully Higby picks up a little bit better this week. Yeah, it was kind of non-existent there to begin. Um, David, you want to take us through the Bills Raiders? This will be fun. Yeah, I think this is actually going to be a pretty good game. I think it'll be competitive all throughout. I think the Raiders are better than people think. Um, you're starting. Josh Allen, you're starting Stephon Diggs, you're starting Devin Singletary. Don't know if Zach Moss is uh, gonna play much, if at all. He's still he's still working on the injury. Uh, coming back from that, uh, you're starting Josh Jacobs. You're starting Darren Waller. I think you could probably in a deeper league in a desperation play throw Cole Beasley or Hunter Renfro out there. I actually do like those as a sneakier upside plays. Um, it, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, you just kind of close your eyes and hit the button yeah. and hope they find the end zone. But also Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards are both hurt. 
So I think Renfro is going to be the third option on that team as far as targets go behind Jacobs and Waller. So I think he might have a little bit more upside than Beasley. But I I think you can play him as a flex and expect probably six points minimum as a floor. But, you know, like I said, I'm not confident. Um, I own a lot of Steelers across my leagues. And so I'm starting a lot of Hunter Renfro um, in my flexes. I play in a lot of deeper leagues. I'm in 14-team leagues. I'm in 12-team leagues with three wide receivers and two flexes. Um, but I, I'm i starting Renfro as a nice floor play, kind of like what David said, giving me my eight points. Maybe he falls in the end zone. It's a really good day. Um, I think there's some safety there, and there's something to be said there. But um, I think he summed it up. You're firing up Waller. I mean, Belichick does Belichick things. Well, that was my – I was going to follow up on that. I was like, are you guys concerned going into this week? Bills isn't – that's not an easy defense to go against you. You know, one would think that Bills were watching that Pats game and maybe they have Micah Hyde, you know, shadow Waller all game. What do you guys think? You're not concerned about that? I just – I mean, Waller is the only big-time offensive weapon in the pass-catching game, but I just – I don't think – it's easier said than done. The Bills are a good defense because they have a lot of talent. I don't think they scheme it up like the Patriots do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you. Bill gets more out of his guys than a lot of people would, and that's why he's a Hall of Fame coach. But um, I'm, I, I, think you, I think the Raiders are going to go make a point that Waller is still okay this game. I'm not saying you. he's going to go crazy, but I think he's going to get a lot of targets. Yeah. Are you guys concerned at all about Jacobs being banged up last week and going yeah. into this week? think he's going to pick it up a little bit. That dude's always hurt. That was one of the things coming out, one of the knocks on him. I'm I'm a huge draft guy, draft nerd. One of the big things on him coming out was he's never had a full workload. In college at, at Bama, he split with like three other guys that are in the pros. In high school, he was at one of those like prep schools that had a bunch of talent. He's never been the guy. And so he and he got hurt last year. So it just seems like a lingering thing with him. I mean, if you have Jacobs, you have to play him, but you're worried about that. Maybe he's a sell high. You sell him while he's still healthy and try to get some pieces. I don't know. Well, and that, yeah, that's why I pose the question. I, I do have him in a couple leagues, and I like him. You know, it, I've watched, surprise to me, you know, a, a decent amount of Raiders games so far this year because of that. And he is fun to watch. I mean, he runs hard, but, yeah, the fact that he's banged up is concerning. And he seems to still get a decent amount of workload, uh, especially in the red zone. Um, but, you know, looking at it now, I, I have my eyes peered for this game. I, I'm so ready to watch this game this week. I have Jacobs. I have Allen. I have Diggs. I have Waller. So I got a lot of stock in this game. I'm pretty excited to watch it. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Diggs this season? I know David wasn't big on him going into the season, um, but he seems pretty solid so far. And it seems like he's getting better. I mean, last week, of course, he had a couple touchdowns taken away from him, but he's getting the targets. Man, I just – he loves getting away from Thielen, doesn't he? Getting treated like a real number one. He is (laughs) – everyone's been talking about the talent he's had. And, I mean, I was a believer way back – geez, I don't know. Back when our main league was still called KUFFL, I had digs. People made fun of me. But um, his talent (laughs) is great. I don't know if the Bills continue to throw for 350 yards, but – I think Diggs is obviously the number one. There was some worry about John Brown Diggs at the beginning of the year. I, I think you're happy if you drafted Diggs. You're starting him every week. You don't have to think twice. 
Yep. All right, cool. Yep. Let's get to the Chiefs Pats. What an interesting matchup. Um I have some opinions on this game. So fun. But um let's let David go. He's a big Chiefs guy. Um I mean you have to start all the Chiefs. That like the big names, Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Clyde. I think this could be one of those weird as much as I hate to say it, Sammy Watkins games, because like you said, Bill Belichick is really good at taking away the number one option. And, you know, as weird as that says, like Sammy Watkins could be the play because the chiefs have four number one options on any team, like, or that could be the number one option on any team. With Kelsey Hill, Clyde, and arguably Sammy Watkins on a lot of other teams, but I, it's it's going to be hard for them to take away both Clyde or all of Clyde, Kelsey, and Hill. But Bill does a pretty good job of being competitive against the Chiefs' offense, mm-hmm. as you can see in the last couple of years. So, you know, one of those, it's just going to be one of those games. It's like you don't feel confident about playing Sammy, DeMarcus Robinson, Hardman, but I think they could actually produce. Now, do I am I saying go out and start them and fire them up with confidence? No. But right. I you obviously have to start the studs. So, on the Patriots side of the ball, I think the Chiefs have a better defense than what people think. So I'm not confident in starting any of the Pats wide receivers. Edelman's probably going to get volume. So that could be a safe floor play. I think I don't want to touch any of the running backs on that team because James White's back. Now Burkhead just had three touchdowns. Sony Michelle's obviously still there. Damian Harris is coming back. JJ Taylor's there. I mean, it's just it's just a mess. So I don't I don't trust any of them. I think Cam is a must play, just because I think Cam is one of those talents that you just I don't unless you have a surefire better option like a top five QB like a Josh Allen, Lamar, you know, whatever. Wow. I think you have to play Cam. It, I mean, the Chiefs defense is good, but I think they're probably going to allow yeah. probably it's, 50 to 60 rushing more, yards from Cam at least. And I, and I think Cam – Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Cam could still fall in. Not twice, a single hesitation so. in my mind, I, even against the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, that's – I think those, those are the only um, players. I, I think start, if you but, can sell Cam – for anything, you should do it. I think last week's Cam was the real Cam, and the two weeks before were Cam being hyped and healthy, and now football catching up to Cam, and Cam is going to be the Cam he was at the end of his Panthers run. Um, Yikes, the amount of disrespect. Yeah, last week against a bad Raiders defense is what did it for me. Um, I just I – just, I, I love Cam. Cam is one of the most exciting players in football when he's right. He just gets dinged in the amount of hits he's taken. I mean, he's built like a linebacker, but they seem to have caught up. He's not Cam of five years ago. I just, 
like I said, I love watching Cam. I hope I'm wrong. I just if I could go get Stafford like on the waiver wire or I have Stafford, I would trade Cam for a flex running back and not think twice. Um, but that's just me and I you guys both are firing them up super happily. So one of us will obviously be super right or super wrong, probably. Um, what do you guys think about the Sunday night game? It doesn't seem super right. competitive to me. Um, Dalton, you want to run us through it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it looks pretty gross, especially with the 49ers into the <laughs> into the stick. But uh, I believe Kittle is getting on track to play this week. So um, I think actually today they said he is like ready to – what was it? Yeah, full go, ready to go, ready to see. Yeah, he's a full so go. He's a must start, absolutely. I think that helps the 49ers a little bit more, especially Nick Mullen. He got – Kittle got it done with Nick Mullen last year, so he's gonna he's gonna be fine. Um, Sand, oh, go ahead. Yeah, didn't wasn't Mullins the quarterback when Kittle broke the tight end receiving yeah, yards so. record right after Travis Kelsey did? Um, but yeah, Sanders, you, you got to start him if you drafted him. You most likely took him in the second round, so you got to start him. I, I'm hoping. He does okay. The 49ers defense is banged up, so I'm sure it's going to be fine. I wouldn't start uh, Wentz at this point in time at all. So, you Eagles fans, you Wentz believers, Look. I wouldn't start him, even Look. against a, a hurt 49ers team. He doesn't look right out there this year. Um, he's got he's got some work to do. Um, McKinnon, you're going to fire him up if he's he's healthy. I know there's a concern there still. Um, I don't think – Moser's not coming back this week. Um, still waiting on that. Ertz, you're firing up because Goddard's still out, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yep, there you go. So you're firing up Ertz. Yeah, he's on question. IR. Uh, and uh, to me, that's it. That's that's all I'm playing. I'm not touching the Eagles wide receivers, <laughs> whatever they have left. <laughs> I'm, uh, not, I'm yeah. not confident starting the 49ers yeah. receivers unless it's, I guess, our 14-team league, right. um, which you can take some dart, dart shots, but that's it. That's that's it. I'm not touching anybody else. No, I think you're right. I Maybe Wilson, if you're in, in a really deep league, because he might fall in the end zone, but not yep. not with confidence. Like I said last week, McKinnon got all the work, and then McKinnon got hurt, and then Wilson did stuff. Like, it wasn't like he was splitting it. Like, I think they use Wilson because they have to. Like, it's not because they were trying to. Um, <laughs> right? like, because he had Literally, like, McKinnon had a, and like a dropped, field. contested catch on the first drive in the end zone. Like... They were trying to get McKinnon the ball. McKinnon was the dude. Um, but, yeah, Ayuk, if you have to start a 49ers wide receiver, I am not starting an Eagles wide receiver. Maybe Ward. I, I just – I don't know. I don't, I don't want to touch an Eagle that's not named Ertz or Sanders, I don't think. Monday night. Right. Monday night. Sounds this good is to a, me. This is tough. Man, with all the injury this, concerns swirling around this game, that this is not what you want to see. Even if you own Julio, yeah, sorry, it's the Falcons Packers. You don't know unless you get a clear report tomorrow. Like you can't start Julio because he might not play, and then you don't have anybody to play. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, run us through the game, David? Sorry, I just right. Um. Yeah. I mean. 
that uh, that Julio is this so tough. I mean, this is this is why you play your receivers that you have going on Sunday in your wide receiver spots and not in your flex, so that you do have an option to pivot from Julio if there is something available, like if a Marquez Valdez Scantling's available on the waiver wire, um, if maybe Russell Gage is available and he plays. He could not, so that might be uh, another one to look out for. Um, I think you're starting every Falcon you can in this game and every Packer you can in this game. I want pieces Mm -hmm. in any game that the Falcons play because they're just going to throw the ball and their defense is going to give up points. As we have clearly seen the last two weeks they cannot hold a lead and they will give up lots of lots of points so i think rogers could throw up 50 points this week i think the falcons and the packers could probably put up an 80 to 90 point total game so i i want every piece in it now alan lazard did just confirm that he had surgery this week, so he's going to be out for a while. Not sure how long, which kind of sucks because I have Lazard and I was really hoping to get him in this week, but that's not going to happen now. So, um, yeah, you're, I think it, Adams, you're still playing him, even if he's still a little banged up. Ridley, he's a smash wow. play, top five wide receiver up. this week. I mean. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it'll be a good Monday night game, which we'll need after the Sunday night game because I don't think it's going to be super competitive in Thursday night. It's actually turned out to be an okay game, but you're never excited to watch the Jets and the Broncos play. But um, yeah, I think David covered it. I think you're starting Gurley. I think there's been rumors around the Falcons head coach getting yelled at and fired. I think maybe he might run a little more because obviously they can't throw to protect the leads. Maybe they try to run it. I don't know. I think you're like, like David said, you want to start anybody. Like if you have Hurst, you're firing him up. This game as a tight end. You're firing up any of the wide receivers. You're starting both quarterbacks. I think it's pretty easy. Um, David, you want to run us through your, your new segment, which will be a Thursday staple. Yes, so as part of our Thursday shows from here on out, I'm going to be handling the Too Hot to Handle segment, which I'll be going through one game a week where I have a little bit of a spicy take on some players. Um, This week, we're going to go through the Jacksonville-Cincinnati game. Now, I kind of mentioned that before when talking about it. Um you have to start James Robinson. You have to start Mixon. You have to start Boyd. Now, here's here's what I think. Now, doing a little research, I found out Jacksonville is 15th in the NFL in rushing yards given up per game with 116.3. Cincinnati is 31st, 31st best or second worst, however you take it with 181.7 yards per game given up. James Robinson currently is sitting at RB5 with 210 yards and three touchdowns this year, along with, uh, I think, 129 receiving yards. 
that's pretty good. He's done pretty well for a no-name guy that we didn't even consider drafting at the beginning of this season. He's averaging f- almost five yards a carry, and DJ Chark stat is still up in the air. Limited practice today, so I think if he doesn't play, Gardner Minshew is going to have to rely more on the running game and dump-offs to his running backs, kind of like he did last week. So I think with Cincinnati still averaging over 115 yards given up per game, James Robinson can take this for... 150 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns, and be a top six running back this week. Now, on the other side, Jacksonville does have a very, very mediocre defense. Cincinnati has a lot of talent on the offense besides the offensive line. Jacksonville is allowing almost 250 yards passing per game as well. And they're 15th in the NFL with... 116 yards rushing given up per game. Now, I think I think this is going to be a get-right game for the Bengals. I think it's still going to be close, but I think that the Bengals are going to pull this one out and get their first win of the season and get the rookie Joe Burrow his first win as a quarterback in the NFL. But I think they're going to do it behind the performance of Joe Squared. I think Joe Burrow finishes as a top five quarterback this week, and wow. Joe Mixon finishes as we a have top lots five of big running time back running backs this in this game. That's that is my take on this game. Do that. Do with it what you must. Joe Mixon, James Robinson, throw him in there. Be confident, and I think, that works. I think, I think you're going to like the result. Nice. Anybody? It'll get a, it'll get a little bit more spicier as the le- as the season goes on. But I think uh, that's good. I think that that's a nice. I think that's a good nice, start. nice hit. Um, do we have anything else for this podcast, guys? Or is this is this it for us? That's it. I think, guys, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We will be going live here in the near future, especially with that giveaway. And David will talk about that later. Yep, for sure. Yep. $25 gift card. Um, I mentioned it in our last podcast. You, If you like food, there's no harm in trying to get one. So do it. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like Dalton said. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for more content as we are going to be more active on social media. I'm so excited. Right. I love football. Well, peace. Happy love week it. four. All right. Later, guys. And remember that the giveaway ends as soon as we hit 250 listens. And to enter to win, you must do those four things mentioned before. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sports913Pod for more news and more entertainment. Then also make sure to follow our personal accounts on those platforms as well, which those handles are in the bios of our podcast pages. And remember, we're up to two shows a week now. The plan is to release a new episode every Wednesday and Friday. Thanks for tuning into the show, and we'll catch you on our next episode.